Dr. Mike here. Did you know that there are five potentially life-threatened diseases that have no symptoms? Stay tuned to find out which ones they are. This is Live Forever-ish with Michael A. Smith, MD. Here's Dr. Mike. All right. So my guest says, this is a direct quote. Ready for this? Ignorance is not bliss when it comes to our personal health. And I think I agree with her. She is Dr. Christine Horner, a nationally known surgeon, author, professional speaker. And uh, she has a book, a new book out called Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty. Dr. Horner, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. It's my pleasure to be with you. So five lives or potentially life-threatening diseases, no symptoms. Why is this topic so important to you? Most people don't go to their doctors unless they're having symptoms. (laughs) And there's actually a real reason why you want to go, you know, just for your regular checkups at least, you know, once a year because um, some of the top killers of Americans are things that start out with absolutely no symptoms. So, I mean, you don't have any idea. So, really, you need to have that feedback and, and, um, you know, know that you're doing okay. And and, uh, if you're starting on some of these things, then um, really... Everything we're going to be talking about today is pretty much diet and lifestyle related. So right. cleaning up that diet and lifestyle is something that's right. going to make a huge difference. Listen, I, I, I'm never bored about talking about diet and lifestyle, right? I mean, because it's everything, especially in prevention, right? So I mean, we, we talk sure about is. it a lot. You know, whenever we say, what's step number one to prevent this, whatever that disease is, diet and lifestyle, and then we should talk about it more, I think, right? <laughs> I mean, oddly and tragically, I didn't have a single nutrition course in medical school. I didn't learn anything about prevention. <laughs> we didn't even talk about it. But, you know, as it, as it turns out, which is why I, I stopped being a surgeon and went into teaching people how to avoid the knife, is that, yeah. you know, most of these things are completely preventable. Yeah. So, that, uh, the, I, the I, Dr. Five, Dr. Horner, you just said, I think I just found the title of your next book, Avoid the Knife. Uh, avoid the Knife. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Sounds pretty good, well, right? You know, it's kind of a byline of the, my my current book, yeah. Yeah. So well, uh, actually, the five conditions that uh, we're gonna, we're going to talk about today there's the silent ones: high blood pressure, HPV virus, which is the most common um, sexually transmitted disease associated with uh, cervical cancer and increased risk, uh, pancreatic cancer, diabetes, and sleep apnea. Yeah. Let's start with HPV because um, some new research has now shown that. Um, HPV is also associated with some head and neck cancers in men, which I thought was, which I thought was interesting. So let's, let's talk about that. First of all, once again, tell us what HPV is and why is this one of the five? So HPV stands for human papillomavirus. And uh, it is considered the most common sexually transmitted disease. Uh, approximately 70% of people who are sexually active will come in contact with it at some point in their, in their life. There's about over 100 different strains of it, and just a few of them are ones that are considered uh, risky as far as <clears throat> increasing your risk of developing cancers like cervical cancer and, as you pointed out, some head and neck cancers. Now, the interesting thing is, is that if you are healthy, it all comes from a diet, you know, a healthy diet and lifestyle. Mm-hmm, Your immune system is nice and strong. And they found that um, in those individuals, in fact, about 98% of people who are exposed to HPV, it goes away on its own because your mm. immune system can yeah. take care of it. So if you have a weakened immune system, and usually that comes from, you know, eating horrible, you know, processed foods, crap, sugar, you know, not exercising, <laughs> staying up too late at right. night, all those bad things, um, then you can develop 
this chronic infection. And mostly we've looked at it in women because there's a very strong association with um, cervical cancer. In fact, they, when they uh, look at cervical cancers, they find the presence of the HPV virus in it in about 99% of the cases. So that's why we think there's a, you know, a very strong link. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> there really isn't any effective Western treatment as far as antivirals or antibacterials or anything like that. It usually is uh, all done by doing pap smears, and if there's any kind of abnormal cells, then there's topical treatments with chemicals or, or doing surgery, which isn't particularly fun. But there's some really exciting new research that came out of the University of Texas Health Sciences that um, tested a mushroom formula, which is called AHCC. Uh, yep, 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 uh, yep. AHCC, you've heard of that. So oh, that my, is, my audience uh, knows this one. I talk about this during cold and flu season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that in Japan has been around for decades, and it's known to be the number one immune-supporting uh, formula in Japan in particular, and they actually prescribe it in the hospitals in Japan for cancer patients because survival statistics are so much better. Yeah. But a researcher here in the States, Judith uh, uh, Smith, <clears throat> tested uh, AHCC uh, you know, against the HPV virus and found that it actually killed it, and then she did a clinical trial of women with a chronic HPV infection. Again, no effective, you know, Western treatment for it. And she found that those that stayed on AHCC for longer than six months, it uh, completely eradicated it. And then they did a follow-up study to show that it kept it away. So it wasn't like it went nice. in some yeah. dormant state and, uh, and came back. So uh, you mentioned that your audience knows AHCC, and I believe that uh, AHCC is actually sold on the Life Extensions website, you know, too. It, it, <laughs> so. it is. It is. And that's it's one of actually one of my go to. I don't it's expensive. Let's be honest. So I don't I don't take it um, all year long. I do I do I do keep it for uh, the, the winter months when I'm traveling a lot, sitting on an airplane, everybody's coughing on me, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I'll take it then. Um, I do want to. I want to ask you though. So, so I think, and, and and I think you'll agree with me. Most people think of HPV as a female thing and a cervical cancer thing, um, and so like it's p- picked up and pap smears, all that kind of stuff. But what do you say to the men out there who we now know that I think it was something like a three hundred percent increase in head and neck cancers with HPV? What 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 should they yeah. be tested? What should they do? I mean, it's, uh, well, actually, I mean, oddly, for men, they don't have an accurate test uh, for HPV, so that makes it really challenging, you know, for healthcare providers because we just don't have, you know, a, a, an effective way to uh, test men. But, you know, once again, I mean, there's just all these things, like I said, we're going to talk about today are things that are very much linked to diet and lifestyle. So it's just like, here's a lot more reasons why you want to eat vegetables, <laughs> exercise, <laughs> you know, know, manage your stress, do all that kind of stuff, because it really, really makes a massive difference. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think one area that people like me and you, maybe we could do a better job with is, well, and, and let me back up for a sec. So when I was in practice many, many years ago, maybe you can relate to this as well. It was almost like a stock answer to tell people, we'll eat better and exercise. But we didn't say anything beyond that, right? There was no um, there was right. no education beyond that statement. And I think people are so used to hearing that, it's almost like they don't listen to it anymore. So um, I, I think, you know, like you said, the leafy greens, no processed foods, go shopping on the outside aisles. 
where there's the fresh food, not the inner aisles where it's all the processed stuff. Um, and I, I think, you know, giving a little bit more advice on healthy diets is, is important. Um, let's, let's go from, so HPV is, is one of those five. Let's move on to, uh, now this one, I think, I think most people know hypertension, high blood pressure is the silent killer, right? So tell us how many people do you think are walking around with undiagnosed high blood pressure? Well, believe it or not, the American Heart Association last year changed uh, their guidelines. It used to be anything over 140 over 90, and they changed it to 130 over 80. So now the estimate is that about 50% of adult Americans have high blood pressure, percent, yeah. mm-hmm. and 50% <laughs> of them don't know. Yeah. So, you know, and again, this thing we totally know is, you know, diet and lifestyle related. You know, you're eating processed foods, heavy in salt and sugar, too much alcohol, smoking, yeah. you know, not exercising, stress, you know, is a huge yeah. thing that really increases blood pressure. And uh, so that's a plea to do effective stress-reducing techniques on a daily basis, such as meditation. I practice transcendental meditation, and they found an 87% reduction in cardiovascular disease just with that simple mental technique. Yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, all those things really help do, train do you, Dr. Horner, do you... Yeah. Do you, let me add, do you, so a lot of those, um, uh, things that you just described, do you, are, can, can my listeners like go to your site and learn a little bit more about some of the stuff you do in terms of meditation and stuff work or, or what's a good resource to really learn about those? Well, the very best is my new book, <laughs> Radiant Health. <laughs> wow. What a lead in. <laughs> <laughs> really? And it's all about how to create extraordinary health and longevity. And it's not disease focused, it's, it's health focused. And um, I actually have a background in Ayurveda, the you know, traditional system of medicine that originally was from India, and the whole focus of Ayurveda is how to create health, and honestly, I had no idea until I studied Ayurveda. So uh, Transcendental Meditation is from Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine uses um, you know, Tai Chi, Qigong, mm-hmm. um, but really important things to help to train your nervous system to not be so responsive. Yeah. Yeah, and so the the book, which is Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty, at least that's that your that's your most recent book, can be found at drchristinehorner.com. dot um, What about magnesium and blood pressure? You know, all the processed foods that people are eating, obviously, I believe, are completely de- devoid of minerals. How important is magnesium? <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you just aren't getting the proper nutrients to your body. So magnesium is one of them, but there's many, you know, yeah. many, many things. Yeah, that really make a big difference. I mean, omega-3 so, fatty acids, yep, equally yep. important, vitamin D, yeah, magnesium, CoQ10, yeah. It's not, and this is not fancy stuff. Right? I mean, this is this is this is one of the greatest things I love to teach my listeners, my audience, is that you know there are core foundational building blocks of just being a healthy human, right? And if we get more of yeah. those basic building blocks in, a lot of these things that we're talking about can be completely prevented. You know, it's so true. And you know, diabetes is another you know great example. Let's talk about so that one. Yeah, let's, yeah. Yeah, let's it's talk about epidemic. that. One-fourth of the population over the age of 65 has diabetes. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, there's two different types, but type 2 is, occurs in about 90% uh, of the cases, and it's uh, strictly associated with diet and lifestyle, you know, being overweight, smoking, eating, you know, too much processed foods. Again, we, we talked about all this stuff, but, um, you know, this is one that's easily reversible when you lose weight, exercise, you know, decrease your stress and, and uh, you know, improve your diet. But here's a simple thing, because a lot of people, where, where do I even start? You know, it's kind of overwhelming. So there's a 
really significant link between low vitamin D levels and your risk of developing uh, diabetes. In fact, yep. if your levels are really low, you can have up to like a 50%, you know, increase. But here's the, you know, the reverse of it. If you get your levels in that therapeutic range, which have like 50 to 60 nanograms per deciliter, they found that you can have up to an 80% reduction in diabetes. Just yeah. that alone. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. can take, Crazy. you know, supplemental vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. So it's super important to get your levels checked. Otherwise, you have no idea. Most people need a lot more than they think, at least two to sometimes 5,000 international units a day yeah. Um, yeah. to get those levels up there. Yeah. Well, Dr. Horner, let's talk about so, that for a sec. Let, we just let's go back to the blood level because I think that's I think very important, right? So it's easy to test vitamin D blood levels. It's, it's not crazy. Um, your doctor, if you ask, they should just do it for you. Um, if they don't, go find another doctor. I, I'm I'm totally on the side that patients need to be more like almost like consumers. And you're you know I'm coming to your business, and this is what I want you to do. And I think that's important. But um, the the most conventional doctors, uh, vitamin D blood levels of around 34 nanograms per mil is what they say. I think that's deficient. I, I, I think that's uh-huh. way too low. I want people in the 50 yeah. to 70 range. What do you think? Yes. Well, that's what the research really shows. In fact, there's a, uh, a 501c3 organization that I'm involved with. They have a website called nutrientpower.org, and they're studying the levels of you know, various nutrients right now, vitamin D and omega-3 fatty acids, and then the relationship to disease. And so we're really finding that uh, vitamin D uh, has this extremely strong association with most chronic diseases. In fact, it's shown to be act in the body more like a hormone and is essential for the functioning of every cell. Um, So getting those levels up to the therapeutic range, which their research shows, you know, the higher you go, the better it is, up to maybe, you know, 60 to 70, you know, tops. You don't really need to be any higher than that. Mm-hmm. But we definitely see huge, you know, changes as you get into those therapeutic levels. And I'll just mention, you actually don't even have to go to your doctor uh, to measure your vitamin D levels. So they have a kit on that nutrientpower.org website. They have a kit that you can yeah. order from uh, from there that um, you can actually come to your house with instructions, but you just prick your finger, put a little dot of blood on there, and that it you send it in, and then they can check your levels of vitamin D, and they can also do omega-3 fatty acids, you know, too, yeah. because that's considered a nutrient that's super important for everybody. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, more and more, um, as, as with technology... Um, the increase in technology, we're able to test a lot of these um, these nutrients, and, and these are reliable tests, and that helps to judge uh-huh. where you're at. You can set goals based on that, dosing based on that, so that's really important. We need to move on. Let's go to sleep apnea. Um, so sleep apnea, most people think of it as a fat guy snoring problem. What do you think? That's right. <laughs> well, it does increase in fat people, <laughs> fat men, uh, but it actually, if it happens in women, it's not uncommon for women to not snore, and uh, they ah. actually have some big symptoms like you know morning headaches and daytime sleepiness and that kind of thing. But um, you know some of the things that are known to increase it is if you're eating too heavy a meal uh, at night, if you uh, are taking any kind of like sleeping medication, you know sedatives, drinking too much alcohol at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely being overweight is um, something we know for sure, you know, uh, increases it. And really the only way that you know for sure is to um, go to a sleep lab where they hook you up to all the monitors and they can test you and see if you actually stop breathing. And if so, how bad it is. And then they can prescribe various different 
contraptions from a CPAP, which stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure Mask that helps you keep your airways open at night. Mm. They have other kinds of, you know, gadgets that they use and elevating your head and, and then really well, working t- on, you know. Do- Dr. Horner, so what, what's, what's, what's the... Um, the link, though, between sleep apnea and, say, some of the cardiovascular effects that we see, where is it just putting a, a, a big stress, that, that hypoxia event putting stress on the cardiovascular system and the cerebral vascular? Like, what's going on? Well, I think, I mean, just kind of a, from a simplistic, I think that that's true. But I always think the human body is so complex. It's kind of like there's probably, you know, all sorts of different reactions and different proteins changing how our genes are read and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. But we definitely know that sleep apnea is something that increases your risk of um, heart disease, high blood pressure, strokes, even diabetes. Yeah. Uh, and I read something the other day about gout. You know? <laughs> so, um you know, it's not something that you want, which is why it's very important to get it checked. And the estimates are about 90% of people who have sleep apnea don't know that they have it. Yeah, yeah. Usually they find out because they stay at someone's house or in a hotel room with somebody, and they're like, you have sleep apnea, I think. <laughs> a friend tells <laughs> there, them, right? <laughs> or they have bed partners, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and the good news, and, and it is, it is, and this is good news, you know, the, the CPAP machines, you know, the first ones that came out, these were cumbersome. These were hard to deal with. Um, but they're getting better and better with technology with that. There's even there's even like little uh, mouthpieces that that can be used in milder cases. Uh-huh. So there is a lot of hope there. So don't right. be, don't think you're going to be stuck to this, like this huge machine for the rest of your life. Um, right, right. It, it is getting better. So let's let's go to the last one. Uh, this is the one obviously I think scares the most people. Uh, it comes uh-huh. on fast. It has a high mortality rate, and that's pancreatic cancer. Um, wow. So what what do you what do you what are we going to do about this? How are we going to prevent this? Well, yeah, so pancreatic cancer used to be fairly uncommon. In fact, when I, I was a general surgeon, too, and so, uh, you know, back then we didn't see it very often, and when we did, we thought it was just a matter of bad luck. But as it turns out, um, we find that this is a diet and lifestyle-related disease as well. So uh, people who smoke, overweight, eating, you know, junk foods, processed foods, drinking too much alcohol, particularly if you've had multiple episodes of pancreatitis and having diabetes, you know, increases your risk. And uh, they also, there was a a fairly large study that showed that people who drank um, sweetened soda pop, like colas Uh and things like that, that's a, that's about that's about ninety percent of America, right? <laughs> I would hope not, but two yeah. a week—that's it. I mean, oh, geez. doing ten a day, two yeah. a week. You know, had there's a statistically significant increased risk of uh, developing pancreatic cancer. So the reason you don't want it is, and people fear it, is because it is really deadly. In fact, only five percent of people uh, have a five-year survival. So it's just absolutely dismal, and, and there's really no good screening tests that we have, and um, most people don't have any symptoms at all, and the moment you do have a symptom, it's usually too late. Yeah. So there's another reason, healthy diet and lifestyle, and you can read my book, <laughs> Reading Healthy with Beauty, and find out exactly what you need to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and they can find the book at drchristinehorner.com. Thank you for coming on today. You obviously have a lot of energy and passion about um, oh, prevention and food yes. and eating right and I mean it's it is it is simple stuff but I think um you know you know doing what you're doing and and you know I'm sure in the book you go through a lot more of what that really means healthy lifestyle uh-huh. and eat better all that kind of stuff so I encourage my audience to check it out at drchristinehorner.com and thank you for coming on the show today you're listening to Live Foreverish for more podcasts please visit liveforeverish.com that's liveforeverish.com I'm Dr Mike 
Thanks for listening.